big love and great respect, welcome to the Aligned Boss Tribe podcast. Each week, this is where conscious leaders, driven creators, and spiritual entrepreneurs come to learn, grow, and refill their cup. I'm your host, David Lombard. Let's get into the show. I am so excited for this episode of the Aligned Boss Tribe podcast. We have someone who I've come to know and become closer with over the past year. We have Jaron Fran, and Jaron is a multiple six and soon-to-be seven-figure coach, fitness coach, and online business mentor. He's the founder of Get A-List Fit and just a heart-centered homie who always leads with enthusiasm, fun, passion, and service. So, Jaron, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you, man. I so appreciate you having me on. I'm so glad we got to connect and get closer in recent months. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And so you and I got to meet in a high-level business mastermind group last summer. So isn't it interesting how these things happen and and you never know, right? You never know what foundation is going to lay for the future. Yeah. The connections, man. The connections. The universe put us on each other's path. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those of you, or yeah, for those who don't know you, take us through some timeline highlights. So let's rewind to your days, because I know you are a part-time fitness coach. So your days as a part-time fitness coach to being a trainer for other programs to becoming a full-time fitness coach and now taking your business full-time into a whole nother you know, another realm. Yeah. So for everybody that doesn't know, what's up? I started my entrepreneurial career when I was living in New York City because, you know, you just got to hustle. Everybody has a survival job. And I was really in New York to be an actor. And I studied acting my whole life. That's really where this story starts. But after rejection and rejection and rejection, I was like, I got to take control of my life in a different kind of way. And I knew for me that started with my health and my wellness. And on my own fitness journey, people started asking me, what are you doing? How are you getting in shape? Like you seem so confident. There's been a change in you. I saw the impact in my personal life and my career. And so that's kind of how I started becoming a fitness coach. And I never expected that I would leave acting my full-time passion to go full-time in my side hustle as a fitness coach, but that's kind of where life led me. And along the way, building a business is not an easy thing. So behind the scenes, besides fitness and health and wellness, besides acting, my other passion was growing this business because it gave me so much freedom. It gave me so much reach and impact, and that was really fueling me. So full-time now, I've been a fitness coach for the last five years and picked up some opportunities to work with other business mentors, to train under them, to help their students. And I've had the calling to lean into business coaching for a while now, but I ignored it. I ignored it because, you know, if you do one thing really well, you should stick with that one thing, right? That's what I used to think. Mm. But I'm in a phase in my life where I just want to break the rules. I want to lean into what I'm most passionate and excited about. So that's why I'm kind of spreading 
my wings and I'm into more things. And I talk about personal development. I talk about fitness. I talk about business and the mindset and the energy behind it all because I'm a multi-passionate person and I don't think there's any time to waste. If we got gifts to share, then we owe it to our future selves and our clients to share them. So that's where I'm at right now. I love it. And that's a beautiful thing because it's the right time and it's the right time now. And I applaud you for following that nudge because when you do that, you, you know, it's giving everyone else, it's giving all those people who watch you permission to do that as well. And so it's a beautiful thing. And what I'm also hearing from you is that whole theme again of like, you know, I was in New York City and I was going for acting and then I was doing this thing and people started asking me how I was getting the results I, I was. And really, that's where a purpose piece, we, a lot of times we discover our purpose and our, our why. Why a purpose isn't like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of misconception about it. And it's, it's purpose can be anything, but it's about why you're doing what you're doing, right? And it's like that, what I, what I hear from your story is that push and passion to serve and help people. Well, here's how I did it and here's how I'm doing it. And I think it's so interesting just to watch your narrative and see how your purpose keeps unfolding into new chapters. And I think it's really helpful for people to kind of get that and understand that your purpose is going to evolve and change and following that soul nudge to do it and to change it up is, is super, super important. So I appreciate you sharing that part of the story. Yeah. So I get it. I I was just going to add to that. Like, I think for so many of us, we've, we've probably read the, you know, Simon Sinek book, why find your, why find your purpose. But what you're driving home here is that like your purpose does evolve. And sometimes you don't, exactly know where you're heading but as long as you're moving forward and taking action you find more clarity for that and your purpose unfolds and like i said yeah little did i know i would find such a passion for mentoring and supporting other people but you find your purpose you find your why by exploring it that's a really really good point 100 and my personal coach jay shetty is always talking about how your purpose well you have multiple purposes in life there won't just be one purpose and so that's why this is so beautiful. And not only do we have multiple purposes, but it's like the purpose is why you're doing what you're doing. You know, are you good at it? Do you love it? Is there a proven need in the marketplace? And why are you doing it? And that's the recipe for purpose. And you're just a, a shining example of that. I love it. So we met a year ago in the summer, in July. And so my question actually ask this to Lex too, because it's a good question. <laughs> who were you? Who is Jaron July? Like, cause I know you're into so much growth and transformation, right? Who is Jaron July 11th of 2021? And who is Jaron Fran July 11th of 2022? Damn. Such a good question. I mean, to be honest, I was a very confident person. You know, I, I talk a lot about confidence I talk a lot about, you know, following what excites you most, but I've had this journey with self-doubt this whole time. And uh, I find that (laughs) the more open I am about it, the more I can uh, recover from it. I no longer identify with someone who is overwhelmed or who is is full of self-doubt. I don't identify with that anymore. But one of the biggest lessons I've learned is self-doubt 
it never goes away. It's always going to be there. It's not your job mm. to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's only your job to handle how you react to it. Mm. So a year ago, I'm running my business. I'm crushing it. I'm doing multiple projects. And I decide I think I need space to focus fully on myself, fully on my business, fully inward. And that's a scary thing to do to cut the safety cords, you know, cut the, get rid of your safety blankets. When you're an entrepreneur, having multiple streams of income is certainly a nice thing. But I knew in my heart of hearts that if I didn't, if I didn't shift my focus to fully me, that maybe five years from now, I, I would not be in a great place. So I did the difficult thing a year ago to cut ties from all the other projects that I was doing, not for any bad reasons, just because I needed my energy back. I was afraid of burning out. And that led me on a weird spiral of self-doubt again. I was like, wait a minute, I dealt with this already. I thought I got over this thing. I thought I was confident. I'm the one teaching other people how to be confident. What is going on? So honestly, David, like the past year, it's been an up and down journey of like getting into a funk, coming out of the funk, teaching people about the funk, teaching people how to get out of their own funk. I love so that. Documenting my life and trying to share what I'm literally going through. Uh, and my hope is to to remind people that like life is hard, self-doubt will be there, but we can absolutely, absolutely get out of it every time. And a year ago, I was in a great place just a little bit scared. Now I've gone through a whole journey where I got over that fear. I unlocked my cage of self-doubt again. And, you know, I'm doing something new. I'm doing more business support. I'm, I'm helping people in different ways, more lifestyle, productivity, not just fitness. So the fear is still there for sure, but it's not as present. So that's kind of my year timeline. Yeah, dude, I really applaud you for that. And I want to I want to recognize you for that because I feel as you're saying that I'm mentally taking notes because I feel I'm going through that same thing right now. And, and that that concept of documenting for people how it's going down and how you're showing up for it. And that is something that I'm working on and can get so much better at. And it's great. To, it's great to have, you know, to watch you walk forward through that um, thank you and that's, yeah. that's i think that's that's such a huge nugget too it's like nah self-doubt isn't going to leave it's going to be there at every stage but it's how am i responding or how am i reacting to it and how am i being okay with sitting in the fear feeling the feelings versus like yeah i i'm not going to project experience for you but like i know for me it used to be not being okay with sitting in the feelings of the fear, right? And it was like, what can I do to change my feelings or to escape, right? So that's what came, I don't think it came up for me with that story. I love that story. And so that's a perfect segue into the, you know, we have lots of new side hustle kind of bosses and startup business owners. And this is the thing, the self-doubt piece. And so what would you say if someone was first getting started doing something and they were experiencing fear and anxiety? And they were just learning how to edge into that, lean into that. Yeah, you got to absolutely be at peace with it at first. You got to just accept, okay, I'm feeling what I am feeling. And it's just a feeling. That's fine to feel what you're experiencing. The danger zone is when 
you let those feelings define your actions and who you be and what you're doing and how you're showing up, it's very easy to let the fear win, right? It's very easy to be like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to post on Instagram today. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not making sales. Like what, there's a desperate energy, there's a fear. It's very easy to let that sit on you and just you get stuck. Yeah. So accept it and process it and let the self-doubt just flow right through you. The next piece of it is have a recovery strategy. Mm. Have a bounce back strategy. This is something that I drive home with my clients in Get A-List Fit. You will fall into a funk. It's inevitable. You might be feeling great right now, but maybe three months from now, something goes up, happens, and you might be a little bit off. And that is okay. You need to know how to get yourself back to a really good place. So a piece of tangible guidance that I give is pick three to five activities that fill you up. Like if I were to ask you, who is your most powerful self when you're feeling on top of the world, when you're crushing it in your business or when you are leading your clients and you feel so empowered from that, Mm -hmm. how do you act? What do you do? For me, one of my things is like, I got to blast show tunes. (laughs) That's the actor in me. I just got to drive in my car, put show tunes on and like sing and belt at the top of my lungs. Like it's corny, it's cheesy, but you know what? It makes me feel good. Another thing is like, I got to work out. Of course, when I'm my least powerful self, I skip my workouts. Mm. I don't pay attention to my food. I, I forget to drink my water, you know? So recovery strategy here is, For me, listen to show tunes, work out. And also, I know that for me, technology bogs me down if I'm on my screen way too much. So I got to take a break. I got to give myself at least an hour outside, no phone, no screen. So huge for anybody out there listening, like to get out of a funk, if you're feeling the stress, the anxiety, the self-doubt, feel it and then learn how to bounce back from it through a recovery strategy. I love that. I was going to ask, what are your five pieces? And I love that. Thank you for sharing that so much. That's, that is everything. And I hope people are taking notes with that because that is putting that into action. <laughs> That'll drastically change the game because I can count so many years where I didn't take action on certain, certain things. I had one business cranking and popping and this other thing that I was called towards that I know I quote unquote should be doing. And had I implemented what I knew to be those strategies, because it's one thing to know them. It's one thing to know these things that Jaron just shared from his wisdom. And it's the other piece of that is taking what Jaron just shared and practicing it, gamify it, play with it, get curious about like, Okay, I'm feeling a little, little, little scared, a little whatever. Let's try that thing that Jaron shared. Let's try those. Let's 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 do the damn thing and put it into practice. So I love that you share that. And so that kind of there's that whole theme about how is it possible? This is okay. This is a little bit of a different theme, but somewhat along the same lines. How is it possible to get started before you think you're ready? Oh man, don't wait for ready. Never wait for ready. It's never coming. Ready is is a myth, man. It's a myth. If I waited till I was ready to go to the gym, I would never go to the gym. <laughs> like motivation is never really going to be there to start. The secret 
formula is to get results, you got to stay consistent. To stay consistent, you have to be empowered, aka you need you need motivation, you need inspiration. But to get motivated, to get inspired so that you can stay consistent, so that you can get results, the very first thing you have to do is just do it. Jump into action. Go. Do. Try. Fail. Try it again. Succeed. Take action. So the whole ready thing is, you know, I, I hear that all the time with my clients before they become my clients. Yeah, this sounds amazing, Jaron, but I don't know if now's the right time or, you know, right. I just don't feel ready right now. I have so much going on. I get it. Totally fair. If that is what's coming up for you when you have an opportunity to start something, to join something, to move forward, and you say, I don't know if I'm ready, just ask yourself, am I waiting for a valid reason or am I waiting out of fear? Because right. if it's the fear that's holding you back because you're not ready, yeah. you got to break that yeah. habit. And the secret is the more you jump into action, the, the, the easier it becomes to keep things going. So right. years ago when I was in New York, if I didn't, decide like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to go to the gym. If I didn't decide that, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So right. if you want to get started, just start, do it. Like put something out there, create something and go for it. Tell people about what you're doing. Totally. I know, you know, what I'm hearing here too is like so many of you guys who are listening in are ready to start that business, ready to jump into a course that you felt the soul nudge to get into because you know, you just... You, you got it. You're ready to make it happen, but you just need a little bit of uh, you just need a little support and accountability to go from good to great and that whole thing. And the only piece is just this little but huge mindset shift that Jaron just shared, which is like ready isn't a state. Ready is a decision. And what I'm also hearing from you is that what I should say is what I'm hearing from Jaron that is so applicable applicable to so many of you who are listening as it was me is like your experience is valid like you I, I've been there you know when I, the first mentors I hired were like oh, I'm not ready yet and was it fear or was it the other piece and so honoring that experience and feeling that feeling is one thing but yeah it's it's really ready is just a decision and showing up doing the thing each day from what I'm hearing from you too, Jaren, is it's a commitment. It's just, it's commitment. Like, you know, motivation is like, a, like, like Robin said, it's like a warm bath, you know, it wears off. But if you're committed, you'll show up. You're committed to the vision of who you want to be and feel good, you know, building that self-confidence, that self-esteem and all that showing up for who you know you deserve and desire and are called to be. It's like commitment, right? So I love that you shared that. Um, have you ever had to overcome procrastination in your life? And, and in what area? Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, like I always use the example with my clients, like when you're putting something off, <laughs> you know, like the dishes, for example, that used to be such a small thing, but like we all live with it. You got to put the dishes away or you got to do the laundry. You have to fold the laundry. Still to this day, I, I do the laundry and then I let it sit in the basket for three days until like I'm ready to do it. But, you know, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like, you know, what would my higher self do? What would my most empowered self do? How should I handle this? And once I put it into that frame of mind of like, am I going to procrastinate any longer? Am I just going to put the damn dishes away? Like once I 
decide, okay, well, if I'm on top of my shit, I'm going to put the dishes away. I'm going to put the clothes away. And then it just kind of forces me to do it. So yeah, I mean, procrastination, I used to, I think, I still think I'm somebody that's really good with messy action and just doing it. That was a gift I had early on, but I think, and this is probably clear for everybody out there. Like when you're kids and you're just playing and you you have an imagination that's running wild, you'll create the craziest stories and you'll just go with it. And it's just so fun. We're playing, but as we get older, again, it's self doubt. It's just, we're fear of judgment, fear of failure, all those things set in and we slowly kind of squash our instinct to just go and do wow. and play and move forward. So I, yes, I'm all about messy action, but still for being realistic, we all have those little moments, even if it's something little like doing the dishes that kind of gets in our way of just cause you know, it gets in our way. We just don't want to do it because we're feeling lazy or cause we're feeling, you know, we're, we're too busy. There's a billion excuses, but you can't, again, procrastination is not a characteristic of who I be these Boom. days. Boom. I love that. And yeah, I think there's a, mo- a second there that you mentioned to, for people to acknowledge a little self-compassion, put the self-judgment stick down, a little self-compassion around. Well, you know, when I was six years old and ripping through the, through the playground, like, you know, life events have happened to where, you know, these things have, have kind of some, some learned ways of being have showed up. And that's okay because it's what I went through and just being aware of it now. But I also like to what you were saying, it reminded me of the one reframe our mutual friend had, you know, the the NLP reframe that says that you can, we can all say to ourselves, well, what circumstances would have to be present for me to pull the laundry right now? (laughs) (laughs) What circumstances would have to be present for me to get up tomorrow early and start that new gym routine that I said I was going to do, what circumstances are going to have to be present for me, me, that would be me as in Dave, to get back on doing two reels a day. And I'm asking that now in real time for all of you to see that like, this is real stuff. And it's like, we apply it to every area, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So I got one I know you'll like. Let's talk mindset strategy and energetics yeah which one comes first which one do most people overlook and what should be the focus percentage wise you know for a new coach desperately seeking to change their current reality oh yeah so the mindset i used to think was the biggest piece of all because yeah if you're not in the right frame of mind you're going to get in your own way every time, every step of the way, everything that you do. Mm-hmm. But I've really come to learn that mindset is hugely important, but behind it is the energy. When you're showing up online, when you're creating something new, when you're putting yourself out there, if your energy isn't aligned with what you're doing, even if you're faking it and you're smiling and you're saying, hey, guys, I'm so excited to be launching X, Y, Z. People can feel that shit. People can see right through that. And you want to make sure your energy is in check by asking yourself, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this going to be fun for me? Is this drain me or does this fill me up? Energy, number one. Second is mindset. And then finally, the last piece of it is strategy. You know, in an online business world uh, or really in anything you do, whatever your career is, whether you're an actor or 
a nurse or you're, you know, you're, you're a, uh, a lawyer interviewing for a new law firm. You know, the strategy, yeah, you got to meet the right people. You got to network a little bit, but that matters so much less than leading with the vibe, with the energy, yeah. with the presence that you want to put out there. So energy first, mindset next, a little bit of strategy on the end. I love that. And I want to, I want to jump right in here where nobody is jumping in. I want to, with someone like you, I want to nitpick right into something that there's people out, there's a few people out there wondering, I know, and, and, and I've even wondered this. And this is around this idea of energetics and say you're launching something and yes, the, I want to clarify, right? Context. Yes. The idea of it feels fun. It feels good. You're excited about the thing. And I think people get caught some people get caught up in, I even have, in this idea of like, well, every part of it, are they saying that every part of it has to be fun? And I want to clarify for people that even if, and you you tell me if I'm right or wrong here, right? And it's like, even if you're all about, like you would teach it to a wall, you're super passionate about what you're launching in this course, do, is it true? Would you say that it's true that we do have to accept that not every piece of the process is going to be fun. Meaning like if you don't have a team, a team outsourced to do the tech stuff, for example, you might have to learn how to do some administrative stuff. Like, like serving Seva, as they say in the East is not supposed to all be fun. It's, it's the, it's the purpose of why you're doing it. Would you agree with that? And if not, how would you? Yeah. I mean, I, I used to think that, you're supposed to build a business around what you're really good at. And if you're good at something, but don't love it, it doesn't matter. Just keep going forward with that business. Yeah. And that's what I, I mean, to full transparency. I mean, I, I talk a lot about this on my page and on Instagram and my Facebook group. I don't love, I'm not in love with teaching people how to track their macros. I'm not <laughs> like, yes, let's talk about recipes and meal prepping. That's not what lights me up. Right. But I still do it because I'm really good at it and my clients love it and it's really helpful for them. But again, if I'm not fully aligned with it, mm -hmm. sure, there are going to be little things that are not fun, like doing the tech stuff, like yeah. teaching clients how to count their macros. Sure. But in the long run, if you don't do what you love doing, if there's not a, a you know, at least 90% of you all in on it, right. then it's just not worth it. Because again, you feel that. If the energy behind the scenes is not the same and the energy that you put out there, people feel it. So, yeah, I guess I agree with what you're saying for sure. I mean, I appreciate you unpacking that. No, I appreciate you unpacking that. I think your story is valuable with that. It's like, and, and that goes back to that definition of purpose. Like, it's, it's not just am I good at it, but I, do I enjoy it too? You know, do I love it? while accepting that there's going to be a couple of things in the beginning you might need to do yourself. So I appreciate that. So for a new coach looking to serve first, you know, and, and foremost needs to get the bills paid needs requires to leave a bad job or do something for someone in their family. What would you say? What is the fastest way to fill their sales calendar with appointments? Like nitty gritty. Yeah, for for when it comes to sales, nitty gritty advice here is connect with the network, connect with people that you already know, people that are warm to you, that understand who you are. My first group of clients were all people that I went to school with and graduated with. 
my first client was a was a guy who hired me as an actor. And fast forward four years, he rejoined my program again this mm. past year. So start with people that are in your network and share authentically about why you're excited to help them and create a business around it, like why you're passionate about this. Share your story. Tell people what's up, like your journey, and then offer people the opportunity to work with you. And sure, there's I can give advice around offering a pre-sale or a pre-pre-sale. If that feels good for you, lean into it. The goal is to have conversations with people. Business is built around relationships. So whether you're in the DMs having conversations with people and they're like, yeah, that sounds really good. And you're like, great, here's the link to join the program. Or you want to have sales calls, great. Here's a link to join a sales call with me. We're going to have a whole conversation about where you're at so we can really strategize together. Start with the people that know you best and that are really interested in it. And of course, in your marketing, build buzz around it. Talk about it every day. Create the hype around it and don't let up because if it's really something that you're excited by, then you have no problem about talking about it, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm hearing you correctly. It's like people definitely want to, they're passionate about it, lean into their warm network of people and, you know, just hustle and talk to all the people that they know might be receptive or might even not be receptive. But it's like, who do you know who would be, you know? So I, I appreciate that because I think sometimes that's overlooked. Sometimes people get on as a new coach and they're like, all right, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to be a marketing machine and I'm not going to talk to anybody that I already know and everybody's just going to sign up. So right. a lot of people are waiting for future clients to come to them. But in reality, if you're just starting out, you know, start with people that you know and go to them, go to them. Let them know, like, hey, I thought of you. I don't know if you're up for it, but if you are, I'd love to have a conversation. It's kind of like a no strings attached. You're asking for permission, of course. Or, you know, I the word that always comes up is I don't like being salesy. It doesn't feel good to talk about my my program or my offer every day. But if you have a a playful directness about it, which is something I talk to my business clients about, a playful directness about it that is very low pressure. People like appreciate that. You're not trying mm -hmm. to trick someone into getting a sales call yeah. on a sales call with you. You're offering them an opportunity like, hey, you want this? This is what I'm doing. I think it'd be a great fit. If not, literally no worries at all. Just let me know. Yeah. There's an old acronym that you reminded me of from the networking days with this. And it's like, I think it's C-A-P-I. I don't know how that just came back to me. Cappy. And it's, and, and how does it go? It goes, get to com common ground. Hey reaching out to you, uh, you know, I value you as someone who, uh, you know, someone that we, we used to connect with or catch back up with where they are. I, I kind of messed that part up. But the second one, the A is affirm them. You know, I've always looked at you as, I've always looked up to you in business and in something like this. And I've always kind of respected you and how you roll or what you've done. And I always appreciated how our interactions, even though it's been a long time, I've, I've always appreciated that and how gracious you always were with X, Y, Z. And I know you're someone, who, I want to applaud you for always being into personal development or whatever it is, or you're always moving forward. And, and I just love that about you. So that's the affirm part. And I think the P was permission. It's like, mm -hmm. this may not, like what you said, this may not be. For, so I wanted to talk to you 
like you said, direct, have fun with the first part, but then be direct, if I'm hearing you correctly. Uh, permission. This may not be for you, but I'm really excited about something that I'm launching. And if you, you know, would you be open to me sharing it with you? Getting permission. They say yes. Then you're like, awesome. Again, this might not be for you. This is the I, information. Might, might not be for you, but if you know anybody who is, you know, and then you tell them about your program. Yeah. And just to echo the point we mentioned earlier, like you can talk about all the tips and tricks of what to do in business and you can do them. You can implement them. But again, if your energy is not in the right place, right, it's going to be off. So that's like I, these days I'm really leaning into like invitations. I want people to reach out to me. Sure. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to start, I'm going to engage. I'm going to have conversations with people, but there really are no strings attached. It's all about the energy in which you go about this, whether you're talking about sending out cold DMs to random people. I mean, I know network marketing gets such a bad rap because it's like the, hey girl message. Uh, I haven't seen you since high school in 2002, but uh, wanted if you want to know my, try my beauty products. You know, not knocking any network marketing people right. out there, but I'm just saying like, it's not about making a sale. Yeah. Like conversations, it's about connection. And then down the line, if it feels like, hey, there could be an opportunity to work together, like you're looking for support, I would love to help you out. Then you can play with, with the yeah the uh, the information and right, right. information and all that. But yeah, I just think it's really important to echo that because that that's that's what very, is, that's very it's a much different vibe than the network marketing vibe for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you doing that because that's very true. You just made me think of that, and in some contexts, it could be helpful. But what you're saying is much more. Uh, definitely deserves the focus much more for sure. So here's a game, fact or fiction, and tell us why. Okay, I love it, I love a game. Okay, coaches can't just speak on and sell courses for the topics that matter to them most. They need proof that there is a demand in the market for what they're offering first. Fact or fiction? I would say that's, a huge part of that is fact. Like you should follow what you're most excited about, but yeah, you should be, you know, able to serve your audience with something that they need. I'm actually going to go with fact though. I'm going to say, I agree with that because there's always somebody out there, no matter what level they're at, that if they follow you and they like you and they vibe with you, they're going to want what you're offering. So I'm actually going to go say fact on that. Well, so you'd be right. Okay. So you'd be saying, so they don't need proof that there is a demand is what you're saying. I'm saying, I mean, yeah, the, that that's why it's, it's, a, it's like 80% fact, but 20% fiction. They do need some evidence that people need. Yes, yes. We're saying the same thing. Cool. But like what I've been leaning into is the, like my audience, for example, my current audience on Instagram is full of actors and artists, but I know that a few of them have side hustles going on and I know a mm -hmm. few of them use support. And one day I just kind of, switched my niche, if you will, although that's something else that I don't necessarily believe in these days. <laughs> but I just woke up and I said, no, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And today I want to talk about business. And guess mm -hmm. what? I was pleasantly surprised of all of the actors, even my clients that have been fitness clients that reached out to me that said, hey, this is really cool. I'm so glad you're doing this. I actually have a side hustle. Yep. I actually am a vocal coach, for example. Love it 
help me with my business. So yes, you need to know what you're getting into, but also like if you're lit up and excited by it, move forward with it. Okay. Well, I love that. And we don't need to go down this proverbial rabbit hole, but I think it would be fun now to peek our noses into it. And what I'm referring to is the old saying, and you tell us the new era of marketing, as you said the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Get known. We're talking about niches for everyone listening. This is around the context of niching as a coach or as a entrepreneur in general. There's the saying, get, you know, you get known for something where you're not known for anything. So where are you? Where, what are you discovering? Where are you with that phrase? Mm-hmm. And, and how do you feel? Tell us, un- unpack that piece about niching. Yeah. The whole idea of niche, I think, gets often confused uh, because people think niche means focus on one thing, one thing only, talk about that one thing all the time. But your niche is really just like the people that you serve. It's not necessarily what you do. Mm-hmm. So sure, I, I serve a lot of artists and actors. I serve a lot of entrepreneurs because in a way, actors are entrepreneurs. So I... I'm open to working with anybody. I mean, I've had fitness clients for a program based in for Broadway actors. I've had fitness clients that are doctors or CEOs that have nothing to do with theater, but they are a little bit creative. So it's more about, it's less about the who, it's less about what you do and more about like who you're serving. Wait, did I just flip that around? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you did, but I, I'm following you. You meant to say that, yeah. yeah. I flipped it around. Because that's, yeah, I mean, the, the niche thing, I think people get tripped up at the starting line on. And it's... It's about what you're doing, not who you're serving. What you're doing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Your, your niche will kind of expand and grow and flow. And that's cool. If you like working with that person, work with them. Right. And I think it's good because it gives permission. You know, there's some programs that are saying, picture your... I mean, this is good. Again, it's all context. Picture your ideal person. Who do you want to work with? Are they, you know, 28 to 36 year old females, you know, living in X, Y, Z who do, you know, and it, it's good. I think it's a good exercise, but, yeah. it, but it, it's a great exercise. Who are they? What do they do? You know, where do they hang out? It's it just gets, it gets the mind flowing, but it, it can be limiting if you take it too far. Exactly. So I, okay. So some of these may be, you know, oh, let me hear another one. So, yeah, so th- so we, we sort of have, have unpacked this a little bit, but we'll just go with it anyway. Okay. You should only promote one high-ticket offer until you've filled up most of your coaching calendar with clients. Fact or fiction? That's totally fiction. Boom. There's a new trend in business right now. Mm, and probably. sure, the... This is what I'm all about with like, you know, the new age of marketing and the new age of like having a coaching business. The old formula does not work anymore. Sorry, not sorry. It just doesn't work. The way I started my business worked really well, but nowadays things have shifted. So I only had one signature offer for the longest time and business is booming. But now that I'm known and, and people know what I do, now I'm ready to expand and offer different tiers of programs. So that's really where things are leading towards in the online coaching space. Multiple offers for what I'm hearing is our, our ideal people that we would love to work with. 
some are just ready for different levels of different offers. It doesn't mean they're not amazing, like the type of people we wouldn't love, like we would love to work with them, but they might not be the right fit for one-on-one and nor might you want to do one-on-one for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Have options. People want options. Yeah, absolutely. So, and this, this is another one that we could quickly unpack, but may kind of go back to what we were talking about before. Uh, Here's one. What many trainers and coaches who tell you to just attract dream clients through great content don't tell you is that they built their first business, they built their business first by sending 10 DMs a day, but now they don't need to. Fact or fiction kind of goes into a little bit of what you were just saying. Yeah, I, again, that that's kind of what used to work, but people online get it now. They get it. And nobody wants like a random spammy type of cold DM message, you know? So that's why I'm saying like your vibe and your energy and your presence matters most. Connecting with people authentically through your content matters most. Yes, there's still an element of conversations, but uh, I do agree with that, I guess, that that's how it used to be, but it ain't that way anymore. Yeah. Well, even, listen, I mean... For some of us who are still resurrecting a personal IG brand, I still have an element of that that we even talked about as an action item from last summer until, you know, my two reels a day really pick up. Now I'm noticing growth for sure. But those conversations about that stuff, you know, uh, that was one of the things. But what you had said to me, and this might help some people depending on what lights them up, their personality too as well and their talents. But, you know, one action item you had for me last summer was dude, just get in there and let people see your energy. And, you know, sure, 10 DMs a day is great since you're just getting your content going. But like you said, just be authentic without an agenda. And, you know, and that's why I started doing video DMs of just like seeing who would be a great person to converse with. And first just affirming them like, yo, I love what you're doing there. I just want to pop in for a second and recognize you. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not going to do that with someone I don't resonate with. But but anyway, uh, so I still use that to this day a little bit. And, you know, I think it's just it's for the you know certain type of person who would do that. Yeah, that's that's the overall point from this chunk of this conversation for me is that I, I have some business clients that do not like the DMs. They hate getting DMs from random people. They don't like sending them. And I'm like, great. Do not do that then. And then I have other clients that are like, oh, I'm cool with it. That's fine. I'll send a message here or there. Awesome. Then lean into it. Whatever works for you. That's, I guess, yeah. my soapbox right now is like, there is well, no formula. There's I, no I, formula that works for everybody. Yeah. I love this conversation because there's a piece of me, for example, as a case study, who doesn't love necessarily doing that. I love doing it but I don't love to have to do it or to the amount, but there is also a piece, be it true or false, right? A belief that says, well, until your content picks up even more and more and more, you need to do income producing activities, right? You need, you, you got to get, you know, so like, there's like, oh, well, you, it has to be done, right? And so that 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 conversation peeps in there when someone says, oh, well, if you don't love doing it, don't do it. And like that other voice is going, yeah, but I got to get some conversations going, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the inner conflict that we have to be careful about. And that's what coming full circle, you got to be aligned with your mission. You got to love what you're doing and 
love talking about it every day and sharing it with people. Uh, I think if anyone's out there listening to this conversation, they might be like, well, wait a minute. There's this side of it. And then there's this side of the argument. There's a little bit of this, there's a little bit of no. I get that. And I think it's because we're in this in-between phase of social media right now. Hello, Instagram is not the main platform anymore. Everyone's over on TikTok. It's in, we're in the in-between phase where things are shifting and changing. So some of it can work. There, there is no 100% correct way to do business, but there is a more correct way to do business. And that's why it's important to have guidance, somebody that gets you, somebody that you vibe with to make sure that you're taking steps in the right direction for you, your overall vision for your business and your life. Um, and you got to stay current too. the old outdated programs are, are old and outdated. So be careful. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to evolve in business. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, we could, I could have made that way easier for me, way more comfortable for me and kept that conversation real easy. And just all the answers that you thought you were probably going to hear, but to zoom in with a magnifying glass be trained a little you know a little vulnerable with some things a little transparent with some things but also there's it's not black and white and these are the things that are that are i hear going on in people's minds these these conflicts um you know because then they hear gary v say well dude no matter what business you own if you own a business right now and you want to get your business going you need to be making four tiktoks a day four tiktoks a day and i'm sitting here going i'm just me, me, meaning not just me, but others listening who I know are going through this too. I'm just getting my Instagram going. I'm just getting, I'm just getting that popping right now. Shouldn't I focus on one thing and, and get it rocking and get momentum before I spread thin? Right. So people are hearing all these different things about focus on one channel and crush it, and then they hear you know a different context where Gary's like, dude, get on every platform and scale the unscalable, right? And so it's like there's there's a lot there. And yeah, I mean, you might have heard things in this conversation that you totally agree with and things that you're like, wait, that makes no sense. I don't agree with that at all. That's because we're not all, you know, we're not all for everybody, right? So you ultimately need to vibe with who you're working with and you need to follow a a path that feels good and aligned. My favorite word of the day, aligned. Why is that? Maybe it's because I'm talking to you, David. Yes, sir. Well, and, and we, we, these leading edge conversations, this is, this happens every time I do a podcast interview. Questions that I had written down next have, have sort of come out. Uh, but just in case, because we never want to assume, I'll let you add anything on that you might require to or desire to around something like the next one, which says the personal energetics we embody are the only thing we require to attract bigger audiences and more clients. Dot, dot, dot. This is what some people are saying online or what they're thinking they're hearing. Yeah. Is it the only thing that matters? No. I mean, I don't want to bullshit anybody. You need to have proper strategy. That's why I included it in that answer earlier. What? Strategy matters, but the, the biggest piece of it, sure, is like who you are, who you vibe with, all that wonderful stuff I've said a billion times. But you need to have the right strategy. You need to know what you're doing. You can't just wing it. 100%. Yeah. So here's a little different direction. This is the last one of the, of the uh, fact or fiction. Creating trust with an audience while solving a problem we're good at for them can be easier than we often think. 
Yes, that is fact. I agree with it because when you show your life, when you show who you authentically are, again, you, you find your people, you find your people. So when people come to my page, now that I'm talking more than just fitness, I'm talking about business. I keep saying like, Hey, if you like this, stick around. I just got, I got plenty more to go. Take what you want, leave what you don't, or don't take any of it. I don't care. You know, you get to choose like, yeah, this is somebody I want to follow. This happens all the time with influencers uh, or, you know, people that get big on TikTok. I'll follow but Oh, cool. I like their vibe. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I learned a little bit more about them because they show their life. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This person isn't for me. And I unfollow. And that's OK. That's what's supposed to happen. That's why social media is follow unfollow. You know, that's why you yeah. can decide. So, yeah, I think that's the, take on it. the beautiful take and take away from that is when you show up that way with what's aligned for you, you find your people, you find your people, your people find you, mm -hmm. however you want to say it. Okay. So the aligned five the final questions for all guests. Let's do it. All right. What life experience has had the single most impact on how you live your life now? For sure. I would say meeting my wife. <laughs> Got to throw that in there because she's the best. She's shaped me and I got to, you know, we cut our teeth together in New York. But I'd also say the big experience that really turned things around for me was when I had like literally out of a movie an opportunity to uh, meet with a manager who represents huge like Hollywood A-lister clients. She discovered me at a party. She liked my vibe. She wanted to meet with me. But ultimately in that meeting, she was like, you know what? You're a little young. You're not quite ready yet. And I was like, no, this before I knew what ready really meant. But that, you know, that also kind of started my fitness journey. And that led me to where I'm at now. So uh, that woman's very nurturing. I still, we still message on like holidays. Okay. Um, we email. That. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it just crazy how that one, like I literally missed my big break is what I thought in the moment. But it set me on a whole new life path. So that definitely shaped me, changed my life for the better. Okay. That narrative is a huge nugget right there for everyone. Like, you know, I thought I missed my big break with something, but really something better was on the way. I love that. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest pattern you've ever had to break? Hardest pattern for me is the, I guess, you know, I, I kind of want to say self-doubt. I want to say uh, overwhelm. Like the, I, like I said, I don't, I no longer identify with those words, but they happen. They happen. And I've had to come to self-acceptance with that. I think, I mean, most people deal with all that stuff, you know, um, everyone has their things. So those are my things that kind of pop up uh, in my life at major moments. And what's funny is I remember the first time in my life where I hit six figures in my business, I was stressing the months leading up to that. I was so stressed. I was like, this is so difficult. I can't do this. And I kept going, even though I was overwhelmed, even though I was so insecure and had a lot of self-doubt about, is this really going to, can I make a living doing what I'm doing? And by the time I turned around, I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. I just hit six figures. Holy shit. I did it. I did it. Okay. I proved to myself that I could do it. Now I had a whole new energy. And instead of looking at it so doom and gloom, I started looking at my life and my business like, 
I can succeed. And when you think like that, more evidence shows up in your life that you uh-huh. can succeed. So that's a pattern that I, like I've said at the very beginning of this interview that comes and goes for me. Uh, but I also trust that it's just the timing of my life. It's the season of my life. Oh, having a little self-doubt, that's okay. I know you're going to fade away soon. And it does. Expectations of seasons. Yeah. That's a good one to to remember and feel the feeling of, you know, this is a season. This is only temporary. Yeah. I love that. What's one thing you do consistently to expand your comfort zone? Oh, <laughs> it's very easy to get comfortable in the gym for me because I have my routine. I like efficiency. I can stick to the same workouts regularly. But I make it a challenge for myself each week to do something new, do a random different exercise, do uh, some cardio instead of just lifting weights or focus on agility one week or focus on strength the next week. So I kind of try to spice it up that way just to make sure I'm not falling in, falling into a, a comfortable pattern of just doing what I know works, you know? <laughs> Reaching to the choir. I have to keep it fun, but I know what works. But like, yes, 100 yeah thousand percent hundred thousand percent this is so many people like sidebar we're gonna go there for a quick second ask well i'm just not motivated as you how do i go to the gym with the self-care piece when i coach people and it's and because we look at each area of their life when we start our one-on-one coaching we do an audit and we look at each area of life we don't because we don't want to try to make change in every area of life at once this is one of the you know you know this this is one of the things that people one of the biggest mistakes and why what sets people back. And so for some people it's fitness and it's like, how do you, how do you get up? How do you do that? How do you, and I say, you've got to make it fun. You have to gamify it. One, I know what I'm doing before I get to the gym. Two, I know what music I'm going to be listening to. And those two things are like, sometimes music when I'm getting out of the car, I might, you know, change it then or I might decide then. But the other things are non-negotiable. And what you said, I just, I'm so passionate about that because that is literally the foundation of my life of, you know, is that, you know, that, that piece as far as self-care fitness goes. Got to keep it fun. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. This is about you. So what advice would your eight year old or your 88 or your 88 year old self Tell you now. Ooh. My eight-year-old self would say, don't lose the spark. Just keep playing and having fun. My 88-year-old self would say, you're in the prime of your life. Keep going. Don't, don't let up. Don't stop. Because you're, you're, maybe you're in, in between phase. Like I said earlier, I may be in, in between of what I'm doing in business, with what's happening in social media, what's happening in the world. We're in a very weird transition period in our society. And it might seem hard, it might seem unclear, but just keep going. That's what they'd probably tell me. I'm, receiving, I'm receiving that from them. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's so true. I love that. All right. Final question, Jaron Fran. What does personal alignment mean for you? It means discovering your mission, letting it evolve and change, not being too attached to the end result, but no matter what, following through with that mission, following through with the purpose once you discover it and riding the waves. You know, there will be challenges. Spoiler alert, life is hard, shit gets real. But if you keep standing back up, 
and you keep following the the mission and the passion that you're into, it'll feel fully aligned. It feels really fun. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. And because of that, again, it's, it's the chain reaction of success. People can tell. People can feel it. Success comes more naturally when you're enjoying yourself and you can keep the cycle going. So that's what alignment means to me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So now is the time where I want you to share where you're at right now. Or I'm sorry, where people can find you at uh, as far as your programs. This is plug time. I want you to plug where you want people to go the most, where they can learn more about you, where they can learn about your programs, and what you're most focused on. Now, guys, I, this will also be on YouTube. This will be in the comments. We'll have Jaron's website. We'll have his handle as well as on the podcast description. We will also have this there as well, but uh, I'll let you plug it away. Yeah, thanks, man. So simplest place, come find me on IG and on TikTok at Jaron Frand. I just recently launched a free Facebook community as well, which is going to be like my new platform to start sharing and do more longer video style teachings, live live videos in, over on Facebook. Um, so I'm over there too, but come to Instagram, come to TikTok at Jaron Frand. That's where I'm hanging out the most these days. And then from there, you can ask me about fitness, ask me about Get A List Fit, ask me about my one-on-one business audits. Whatever floats your boat, whatever support you need, I got okay. your message away. Right. So, at awesome. Jaron for everything. Dude, well, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate, like I said, not just you showing up, but our relationship and, and, and being able to co-create together. It's just total fun. This whole conversation has just been fun. It's just been lighting me up the whole time. Like, I love it. And, you know, it's, I really value, like I said, uh, our connection and seeing well that, where that'll go in the future. So. Thank you so much for your time today, my friend. I appreciate you right back at you, dude. Thank you, man. You're absolutely welcome. And we will talk to the rest of you guys soon. Go link up with Jaron, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now.